0: this is the finale of the Holy Spirit series. The finale of the Holy Spirit series. How many have been enjoying this series? Uh, It's been powerful. It's been incredible. It's been normal, right? Uh, It's been supernatural. Uh, This has been a great series for us. And I want to end with Matthew chapter 3. It says, even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. And every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. How many were here last week when Pastor Lindsay preached? All right? Last week, and and, and she, had po- she had power tools, right? She had chainsaws and clippers and, 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 and Justin. She even brought Justin. She brought another dude, you know, and had all kinds of illustrations for, for pruning and blooming. So make sure you check that out on our YouTube, online, things like that. Rewatch that message because it is a powerful Powerful message, a pruning because she brought props today. My prop is a tank. Okay, so I got you now, and I know, uh, but here's Matthew chapter three, and it says, "I baptize you with water for repentance." And this is John the Baptist, Jesus's cousin. He says, "I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals or Nikes or or uh, tebas, you know, or what? Okay." I, I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. With the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with an unquenchable fire. With an unquenchable fire. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Father, I thank you for this amazing church. I thank you for this community. Father, thank you for Vita Church. Father, I thank you for this message today. I thank you for what you're going to do today. May today not just be another message, but man, may this be something that will be, begin to be the catalyst of our faith journey. Now, Father, I pray, uh, give us your invincible fire, but also I pray many, many, many will take a public stand of faith, their public step, get water baptized. In Jesus' name I pray. And Father, may the bears continue to win. In Jesus' name, everybody say it. Amen. amen and amen. Uh, Because I'm wearing my old hearing aid, it's not very good, so I need you to talk back louder today. Is that all right? Uh, You can say amen, Pastor. Uh, If you're quiet, I actually go longer because I want to win you over. But if you're louder, I'll go quicker and we'll have lunchtime, right, everybody? And so here's what I want to talk about today. For a couple weeks, we've been talking about the role of the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us, he guides us, he leads us, he prunes us, man, he grows us, he helps us, he 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 does all these things. And and this is the role of the Holy Spirit. I even love in Titus chapter 3, it says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. He saved us. I'm saved by grace through faith. It's not because of works done by, us in, done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. If you're here today and you say, man, I don't belong in church. I don't even know how I got here. You know, like I am just, I am the worst of the worst. It's not by what you've done. It's by what he's done that you can be saved. You can accept Jesus into your life, and we all are on this journey called faith. Nobody's perfect, we're all messed up, we're just trying to love Jesus. And this is what it says, by the washing and regeneration of the renewal of the Holy Spirit. But then Ephesians chapter 5 says, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Some of you are like, don't get drunk with wine. No, 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 be filled with the Spirit the Spirit. And I love this because the, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. It was God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, God the Holy Spirit. It's what we've been learning for the past four weeks. But this is, if I could really sum the, 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 the Trinity in one sentence, I would say God saved us because Jesus paid for us and the Holy Spirit fills us. God saved us Not not by our works, but by what Jesus paid for on the cross. And the Holy Spirit then begins to fill us. I must go so the helper can fill you. So the helper can fill you. Can I just encourage you? I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, but I still need the Holy Spirit. Every single day. Now, he fills us by, by when we give our life to Jesus, and Jesus, he, he paid for it, and we give our life to Jesus and, 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 and God, and when he fills us, he fills the, 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 the holes in our heart that we've been trying to fill with other things, maybe a relationship, a career, some particular goal, some think, oh man, if I could just get this, I've lived long enough on this planet that when I try to achieve it and I get it, it still doesn't fill the hole in my heart. That's what the Holy Spirit does. But not also does he live inside of me, but then he gives me things, and this is his role. He gives me the fruit of the Spirit. Now, if you wanna be like a really good theologian, don't say fruits like it's uh, plural, it's, it's singular, right? The fruit of the Spirit is all these different attributes. So when I get filled with the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is in me. So when I get filled, I have love, I got joy, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? All right. Come Christians are in the house today, right? I got peace, 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 peace down in my heart. Where? Okay, you guys are, I barely heard that, but that's okay. Good job. But patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. When we get filled with the Spirit, we now have the fruit of the Spirit. This is my big challenge. I want to, I hope I can help somebody today. I need to be filled every single day with the Holy Spirit. I need to be filled every single day with the Holy Spirit. Every single day. Now listen to me. I'm filled, but I think I have a leak somewhere. And we learned last week that we, we, we're, our spirit fights with our flesh. And it's just a constant war and always be a war, but I hope there will be more spirit than flesh. I hope I'm feeding the beast inside of me, which is the spirit and not the flesh. But I want to really, every single day I got Holy Spirit, I need love today. I need joy today. Man, I need, I need peace today. Uh, another translation, New King James says long-suffering. Yeah. I need long-suffering today. I need patience today. I need that endurance today. I need to be filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Listen to me. It is not my fruit. It's His fruit. So, but I, I got no patience. Well, yeah, that's because it's the sinful nature side of us. I need the Spirit. I need love and joy. I need the fruit of the Spirit. I want to take a step further. We've got, we, we've got to stop. Like when we get saved and redeemed, God re, re, regenerates us. He renews us. We're brand new in Christ Jesus, right? And I'm saved, but I still got grandpa in my bones, right? And it's not, you know, oh, it's just the way I was raised. I'm just angry all the time. That's not the fruit of the Spirit. And so we need the, the fruit of the Spirit to fill us. So that's the role of the Spirit. But what about the gifts of the Spirit? what I really want to touch on today. There's the role of the Spirit. This is what he does. He fills us. He fills. He filled me. He filled me. He filled me. But then he, he gives me gifts of the Spirit. So 1 Corinthians chapter 14, if you want to learn all about the gifts of the Spirit, go to First Corinthians, and I want you to read this entire book. But it says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. So it doesn't matter where you're at in this Christian life. Paul's telling the church in Cornea to desire spiritual gifts. I want you to desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue, speaks not to men but to God, a prayer language. For no one understands him, for he utters mysteries in the spirit. Uh, the other one, one who prophesies, speaks to the people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. I love this. And the one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church, this is what the gift of the Spirit is for. I'm going to talk about this for a little bit. But the gift of the Spirit is to build you up and to build up the church. Yeah. That's a good place to say amen, right? The gift of the Spirit builds me up, but also the gift of the Spirit helps me to build up others around me, to build up the church. So the Holy Spirit, he, he filled me, but also he builds me. He builds me. When I pray in my prayer language, when I serve, when I open doors, when I set up and tear down, what am I doing? I'm I'm building myself up and I'm building up the church. So he builds me. And this is in one phrase, I believe we could take the entire gifts of the spirit and in one phrase, I mean, take a very complicated subject and tell you he is in you for you and he's on you for others. He is in you for you, and he is on you for others. He is in you for you, but he's on you for others. He wants to build you up, but he also wants you to build up the church. As for Jesus said, as for me, I will, upon this rock, I will build my church. How will he build his church? By building his people. So he's on you for you, and he's in you for you, and he's on you for others. Come on, we're getting it, we're getting it. Because the Holy Spirit wants to do more than just be in you. He wants to be on you. He wants to build you up. He wants to build you up. I believe he's going to do something pretty incredible in, in our faith journey today. But First Corinthians chapter 12 says, Now there's a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. The same Holy Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There's a variety of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Not someone Not the the religious uh, pre-selected ones, you know? Like, Like, can I just tell you, it's not just Joe and Danielle, but there's other church planters in this house today, right? There's other pastors and leaders in this house today. It's not just Pastor Jeremy and Lindsay. There's others today because God empowers everyone to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For you? No, for the common good to build up the church. To build up the church continues on to say this. For one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. And so here Paul begins to list the gifts of the Spirit. He says, wisdom. Uh, where you just, you just, you just, you just know what to do. Knowledge where you just know things. Uh, faith where you just have great faith. Everyone has a measurement of faith, but you just got great faith. Another gifts of healing when you lay hands on people, the Holy Spirit uses you to heal the sick. I've seen people get out of wheelchairs. I've seen deaf ears open. I'm coming. I'm coming. You know, I've seen God do a healing of our minds, our bodies, our spirits. It gives some healing. Uh, I mean, I've seen uh, where you're able to uh, prophesy, working of miracles. we got to highlight this one a prophecy. Uh, another one to distinguish between spirits. What's that mean? You have a, a heart of discernment yeah. where someone's like, I'm this. And you're like, oh, there's something about that person. That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit. It's not the heebie jeebies, that's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> All right? Uh, to another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Listen, be everybody in this house today, I want you to turn to tell your neighbor, you have a spiritual gift, all right? Turn here. you have a spiritual, a spiritual gift. Can you turn to tell your other neighbor, and it ain't, it ain't weird, and it ain't weird, all right? <laughs> you have a spiritual gift, and, and, and if you think you don't, I should put think here, if you think you don't, earnestly desire them. Earnestly desire them. According to my word, the Holy Spirit has a gift in your life. What is my gift, Jesus? What is my gift? What is it? Now, we have Connect One Day, um, where you can go in. You can take a spiritual gifts test. Uh, Troy, who graduated last week at Connect One Day, he said, man, that spiritual gifts test was on point. The, this test was on point. You all like, follow me around, you know? I was like, maybe, you know. But he was on point. So Connect One Day is a great tool and resource. But a lot of times, many of us, we don't know what our spiritual gift is. You just don't know. And, and, and my advice for you is not just to shrink back and just attend and, and just come sparingly or just come every now and then or you know, just watch online and just say, I don't, I'm not gifted. I don't even have one talent. I have zero talents. But here's my challenge for you. I want you to serve your way to your spiritual gift. Serve your way to your spiritual gift. Yeah. There are t- there's just something about being with other f- uh, filled believers. Th- those that are filled and they're being billed. And they say, you know what? I think about this about you. You should, you should ask God for this or maybe this gift or that gift. Because there's many different gifts. There's the gift of hospitality. There's many gifts but the same spirit. Yeah. So serve your way to your spiritual gift. But here's my big plug today. It's not just connect one day. But if the Holy Spirit's doing something in you right now, like maybe you're feeling a sense of urgency or maybe you're feeling a sense of, man, there's got to be more to life than this. Maybe you feel a sense of urgency that maybe I really was put here on this earth and I, I, I could stay on this earth a little bit longer even though you've been wishing for death. And this is my challenge for you, is to get into a rooted group. Yes. Get into a rooted group. Go. It's in the lobby right now. You can sign up for a Rooted group, but I want you to get into a Rooted group. You can sign up at the lobby. You can go online right now. You can go to a really cool Rooted group, Monday nights in Mountain's Edge at 6 o'clock or something like that. You know, uh, uh, Henderson, Summerlin, North Las Vegas. Come on, somebody. North Las Vegas, Rooted group, all these different Rooted groups. But if you want to know your spiritual gift and grow deeper in your relationship with Jesus, I want you to go to Rooted. And here's the thing about Rooted. It's one time. You go to Rooted once, and they are going to help you find your next steps. But it's so crucial, it's so important. I, I have such an urgency. And it's not just, oh, the church you know, wants my gifts and wants my money. No, no, no. It's, it's so much more than that. The Holy Spirit wants to use you because he is in you for you and he's on you for others. That God has a plan for your life. He is in you for you and he's on you for others. That kind of the elephant in the room I want to talk about very briefly. But Acts chapter 2, and when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly... There came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. It filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled. They were all filled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances. I want to talk about prayer language and right off the bat, I have a prayer language. I pray in what we call in the spirit. And I found a really great explanation of this because sometimes we've, we've kind of taken uh, a prayer language and made it weird. And, and, and as we make a prayer language weird, uh, I've had individuals come up to me and say, do you want a prayer language? I go, oh, yeah, sure, I guess. And they're like, repeat after me. I should have bought a Hyundai. I should have bought a Hyundai you're like oh, you, you're filled and I'm like what's going on this is so weird but can I tell you he's in you for you yeah. come on. and I have a, I. this could be an entire series yes. yeah. and the, the world's so full of supernatural but I think the world's desiring God's supernatural yes. and that's a prayer language and it says this, and I love this, in, in the dictionary, Bible Themes, in my commentary, it says, the gift of tongues, a prayer language, is the divine enabling of a believer to use a language unknown to the speaker. So when I pray to God, my prayer language is just my, it's just my language between me and Jesus, no one else. It's mine. I get to have it. And when I pray in a prayer language, it builds me up. It may be used to praise God or to utter a message from God. That's supplemented by the gift of interpretation of tongues. It edifies other believers. Note that tongues can simply mean other languages at times. Okay. There's been recordings where individuals were in a prayer service and they began to the pray in their prayer language, but their prayer language was different. And it ended up being French. And someone from France came in and gave their life to Jesus because they were, they were preaching to them when they were just praising God with their unknown tongue. <laughs> that can happen. That can take place. But I want you to know, a prayer language is both personal and corporate. This is like my little side thing, okay? Because I want to be a whole pastor. I want to give you a whole message. But with with my prayer language, it's personal. It's for me. It's personal. Because can I tell you, I have ADD, and my mind goes everywhere, and I'm thinking about all things. I still run out of things to say in my prayer time. By the time I'm done praying for like Africa and Australia and, and you know, like, like tennis shoes. You know I mean, like, by the time I'm done praying for things, I've run out of things to pray. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit says, Be quiet. I want to speak to you now. And that's why I pray in my prayer language. It just, it just builds me up. He's fills me and He, he builds me. He filled me and then he he builds me. So I I pray in my prayer language. But also there's a corporate one where it happens in a corporate setting where someone will have a word from God. They'll pray in a prayer. They'll say it out loud in their spiritual language. But there must be an interpretation if there is an interpretation in English or Espanol, right? But then they have to interpret that particular corporate tongue. Now, if you're going, what is all this? I want this to be between you and God. It could happen today. We want our prayer teams to come up at the end of service and they'll pray for you if you earnestly desire a prayer language between you and God. I don't want it to be weird. I don't want it to be strange. But can I just tell you, I feel like I would not be your pastor if I didn't equip you with this particular tool of praying in a, in a prayer language. I mentioned this weeks and weeks ago, but I got called to the ER one night years ago. It was one of my good friends from the church, and he died. I saw him right there, just his, his body, and I remember anxiety came over me. I almost fainted because, I mean, this is my friend, and now he's, he's dead, and his, his beautiful wife is there. And, and I remember I stepped out, and I remember I had to sit down, and I was so overwhelmed, and I didn't know what to pray, and I didn't know what to do, and I just prayed in my prayer language. What happens when I pray in my prayer language, this is what happens, and this is what you see in Jude chapter 17, and uh, uh, verse 17, it says, uh, yeah, verse 17 or 20, but you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith and praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. But I want to take it a step further. This is what Paul says. Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. I have a prayer language more than you all. But he says this, I speak in tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm just noise. I'm just noise. A prayer language does not determine the the maturity of your faith. I've known some tongue talkers out there that they pray in a prayer language all the time and daily, but they don't have any love for people. They don't have love. It says we're clinking, if I have prophetic powers and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge and if I have faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. You know what Paul's saying? Paul's adding on another layer. Your spiritual gift is used to build up people. It's used to build you and it's used to build up people. He is on you. He is in you for you and he's on you for others. And so this is what and I want you to know, if someone prophesies, and I put this down because, you know, I've ADD, if someone prophesies over your life and it's not life-giving, you do not have to receive that prophetic, that prophetic word, all right? A prophetic word always edifies, it builds, it confirms. That's what a prophetic word does for me, all right? And we have to have many prophetic words. You will have five children, and we have one, okay? But there's many different spiritual gifts, but we have to use it to build people up. And so this is what the Holy Spirit does today. He said, he filled me. He fills us. Not only does he fill me, but he, he, he's, given me, he's given me fruit. Mm-hmm. He's given me gifts. Mm-hmm. He's given us fruit. He's given us gifts. So he filled me, and he builds me. But then one more thing that he does is he sends me out. He filled me. He built me. He sends me out. He filled me. I really want you to memorize these three points. Eric, where you at? Eric, come on up here. I need some help. I think we got something kind of. He filled me. He builds me. He sends me out. He he filled me. He builds me. He sends me out. He, he filled me. He builds me. He sends me out. Come on. He fills me. He builds me. He sends me I like that. I like that because it helps us to remind ourselves that he he has he has filled me and he he builds me and he sends me out. You ready, Eric? Ready? He he filled me and he builds me and he. Okay. And he filled me and he builds me and he sends me out. And he filled me and he builds me and he. Come on, Church. And he filled me and he builds me and he. And he built me, he builds me, he. Sends me keep the beat, keep the beat. He me, he sends me out. And he filled me, he builds me, he sends me out. And he fills me, he fills me, he sends me out. A little faster. He me, he me, he me Come on. He filled me, he builds me, he. he me now hold up. The reason why I wanted to do that little mantra is because, number one, I want to annoy you. Amen? I want you to show you my skills. That's not my gift. Right, Abby? That's not my gift. Okay, not yet. All right. But the reason why I want you to do that is because a lot of times we go, yes, he filled me, he builds me, but we never expect him to send us out. We don't expect him to use us. He is on me for me, and that's where it stops. He's, yes, he's given me spiritual gifts, but that's just between me and my Savior. I want us to be a church that's not just inward, but we're also outward. That we walk around realizing that He's filled me, He builds me, He sends me out. He fills me, He builds me, He sends me out. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Here's my go. I want you to be laying in your bed tonight at midnight. For some of you young people, 3 a.m. I don't know why. I don't know why. That was last night, huh? And you're laying there and you're going to go, He built me, He builds me, He sends me. Avenue. <laughs> why? <laughs> because listen to me. Jesus said this. Jesus came to them. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore. Go, therefore. He filled me. He builds me. Why? So he can send you out. I don't need a Christian who has all the artillery. and I, I mean, I don't need a Christian who has all the ammunition, but you stay at home. Man, we want you to be filled and built, but then sent out. Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them, observing all that I have commanded you. He continues to say, while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise, which is the Holy Spirit. And he says, John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you'll receive power. Power to do what? To go. Power to what? To be used by God power to be filled and to build and to be sent right out and you'll be my witnesses can I encourage you church to be my witnesses when you when you come to church you're a witness when you raise your hands and worship you're a witness when you go over there in that tank today and the holy spirit in the beginning of service when you saw the shirt you said oh no I, I need to get baptized. I want to get baptized. Just I don't know about today and all the different things go in your mind. And family's got to be here, and I got to make phone calls. But the Holy Spirit is saying, get in that tank today. When you get water baptized today, you're a witness. Yeah. You're being sent out. When you come up for prayer, when you say, I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, I want to have a prayer like I want to, I want to know the things of God. I want to know my spiritual gift is. You know what you're doing? You're being sent out. You're being a witness. You're being a witness. And he is sending you, hold on guys, hold on boys. He is sending you to be a witness. He is sending you to be a witness. And this, and this is what it says in verse, Matthew chapter three, verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who's coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. I want you to see these two words. Water for repentance. Just over there. Then it says, I'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. What's that fire? There's there's two things. It's water for repentance and fire for sanctification. Water for repentance. This is one of the getting baptized, it's not repentance. Getting baptized shows others what Jesus did inside of you inside your heart. The fire is for sanctification. And put it in this order, but really it's fire sanctification comes first. When you give your life to Jesus, the fire of God comes inside of you. It begins to clean you up. It gets to burn away all those different things in your life. And then you say, I'm gonna get water baptized because that water baptism is an outward proclamation of an inward transformation that the Holy Spirit did something inside of my life. When you get in that tank today, you're being sent out. That's like the, your first step. Maybe you've been water baptized and you've been a part of our church. We baptize hundreds of people every year. But maybe you're here today and you say, I've already been water baptized, but I want to know my spiritual gift. Go to Rooted. Sign up for Rooted. Begin a 10-week journey with Jesus. Maybe you say, I'm going to do Rooted and I've already been baptized. But man, I want to... I want prayer language. And I don't want it to be weird We you have a prayer team up front where it takes a step of faith. God just doesn't grab your tongue and put a new language in your mouth. It's, it's a step of faith that you take. But it's whatever you earnestly desire. I believe that the Holy Spirit is nudging you to say, let's go in that direction. Whether it's to serve in this church, whether it's to serve in another church, whether it's to serve at Vita Church, whether it's to go to Rooted or get dunked over there. But baptism of fire... Is internal, and baptismal water is external. Yeah, I heard a great illustration. Where if you you go you you go to your maybe the fridge at your at your workplace, and in your workplace there's you know people's lunches that they brought they packed. We have this at Avenue HQ, you know. Uh, Lorenzo brings a lot, you know. And but if you go into the fridge and you go, oh that looks delicious, you pull it out. You can't just eat it, right? Because it's labeled. I can't just go pick, oh, maybe I could, right? Lorenzo, you know, maybe I could eat Lorenzo's cold lunch. And, and, but in all reality, I can't because there's a label on it. And that's exactly what Jesus does. Jesus does work inside of us. But anytime he doesn't work inside of us, people on the outside begin to see that work on the inside. It always takes place, whether it's baptism serving, whether it's your Facebook, your TikTok, your Instagram, whatever your send step is, Jesus labels you. And when you pull out every single uh, Tupperware in this place today, you are now being set apart. When I take a label out that says my name on it and I pull it out and it says, Jeremy Bosma, that piece of uh, Tupperware has been set apart from the others. And that's exactly what Jesus does. He puts his name on you and he says you are mine and the holy spirit has filled you and he builds you and he sends you out so everyone has a sin step everyone has a sin step and what we want to do today is we're very intentional on avenue we try to do one thing on a weekend all right like sometimes we just try to do just baptisms but today we want to give you a buffet Because I want, I believe every single person has a unique sin step in this room today. But I challenge you, will you take that next step? Maybe it's baptism, maybe it's baptism, maybe it's rooted, maybe it's serving, maybe it's getting involved, but maybe he's sending you to accept Jesus into your heart. Maybe he's sending you to get water baptized. Maybe he's sending you to serve and discover your spiritual gift. Maybe he's sending you to speak in an unknown tongue. Maybe he's sending you to a rooted group Maybe he's sending you to something different and ordinary and extraordinary. Maybe God's gonna do something in your life. So here's what I want us to do. I want you to um, stand with me, please. In just a moment, we're gonna go in the worship song. We have, a, we, we have some extra time today. But I just want you to stand real quick and, and I wanna challenge you if it's okay. I wanna lovingly challenge you. I, want to, I will never embarrass anyone in this room today. But if you wanna accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, want you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you want to get water baptized, I want you to step out of your seat, go to the tent right now. You can get a shirt you can change. Or we have a lot of folks that just get in with their plain clothes on. All right? And then we'll give you shorts that are dry after baptisms. Maybe you want to get uh, receive prayer. Uh, prayer team, will you please come forward to the sides real quick? And I want a prayer team to be available to pray with you. To, to, to uh, Ma'am. To not just lead you into uh, 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 you know, yeah, go ahead Joe, pastors Joe and Danielle and uh, uh, Joe and I want this to be a time where you say this is my sin step and every single person in this room you have a different sin step but I want to just encourage you it's okay to take your next step this is a safe place to take your next step we bow heads close your eyes dear Holy Spirit thank you I thank you that you filled me. I thank you that you filled us. I thank you that you build us. But most importantly, Jesus, thank you for sending us. Thank you that we're going to go there for and make disciples. We're going to go there for and be a disciple. And Jesus, I pray for anyone in this room who needs to give their life to Jesus. With every hip out of eye closed, if that's you today, just raise a hand and say, I want to pray a prayer. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want everyone to say this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, be Lord of my life. Say, repent of my sins. Thank you for paying for what I did. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know that I am filled, that I am saved, I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.